Evening, everyone. Welcome to the penultimate episode of the Daily Objective. And today we have with us my other objectivist half, Razi Ginsberg, aka the Lord Emperor behind the scenes, aka the director of Iron Run Center UK. And the topic is according to the theme of this week. So we have a look at 2020, but mostly looking forward. What are the opportunities or the challenges for objectivist activism for the next year? And maybe what were our biggest epiphanies and the lessons we took uh, this year? So also just to give a heads up about uh, tonight. So last week we started a series where we tackle the topics where there's a lot of controversy around Ayn Rand's ideas. So topics that Ayn Rand has not addressed as part of her canon, of her philosophy, so to speak, but because they were not that elaborated, they have created a lot of discussions. Last week, we tackled uh, the, the issue of her view of Native Americans, and I discussed it with James Valiant. Today, we have James with us, and we're also, we will be joined by Harry Binswanger, and the topic is Rand's view on homosexuality. So again, this is material that you can only find in Ayn Rand Center UK, these difficult discussions. And you know, the guy who makes this happen is with me tonight. So, Razi, oh, first of all, and this discussion is happening in an hour. So 7 p.m. UK time. So, Razi, how was 2020, you think, for the objectivist movement and the Ayn Rand Center more specifically? And what are the lessons learned? Uh, well, oddly enough, for the Einer and Center UK, you know, we did well. And considering the circumstances, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very proud of what we did because, <clears throat> as, as you remember, uh, right before lockdowns happened, we, or, or right after they started, was when we were supposed to launch our series of weekly in person panel events. Like we had, we've had a, a social media and online presence uh, since before we were officially incorporated. But there wasn't much of it. We were very much an in-person, uh, you know, organization that that uh, tried to spread objectivism through discussion groups and uh, speaker events, and neither was possible from uh, mid-March onwards. So I think we've pivoted to the online space well uh, by doing well. I think the, the the flagship show is this daily objective. But also uh, having online events. I mean, we we started with online events. We started by increasing the number of events that we did immediately because it was all online, so it was uh, logistically sort of less time consuming. Everybody was stuck at home, so we knew people, uh, you know, would would appreciate having more events online. Uh, so yeah, for us, it's been it's been interesting because obviously we very much oppose the uh, the circumstances that brought us to, uh, you know, the, to take the online space uh, much seriously and basically make it uh, our, our entire, you know, um, our entire, all of our operations are online at the moment. So, uh, but yeah, that, that is a lesson that um, for us, yeah, we will, <clears throat> we, we, you know, there's things within our control and there are things that are outside of our control and what is outside of our control, we should figure out how we uh, how we best manage within you know within those parameters. yeah that was definitely a success but uh, for me the most important thing 
was that very quickly, Ayn Rand said the UK took a position on the lockdowns. And for me, this is the biggest division of the good guys, so to speak, in 2020, which is when exactly did you speak up? When exactly did you say, wait a minute, we have something unprecedented here, or okay, maybe not unprecedented, something very serious here, but we need to start asking some questions. And we did it very, very early, and actually you, you were behind that. So that was, uh, that was a very good move. So that's one of the biggest, uh, for me, that was the big success. And not to speak for other big success, the, my proudest moment is a moment I had nothing to do with because I wasn't even on the call, which was the Leonard Peikoff event, uh, the one celebrating his birthday, which became viral <laughs> because of his comment on the upcoming elections. But that was uh, that was a great uh, that was a great moment. Okay, so now let's go. Let's talk a bit about 2021, and I'm gonna tell you what is my let's say big vision, not only for 21 but for two, for the whole decade. And where I got the where I got the inspiration, but let's start. Let's start with you. So, are we going to find ourselves in a situation where the ideas around freedom, which is part of the audience where we want to that the audience want to address, do you think people will be craving more and more about it, or are we going to find ourselves in a situation where you see more and more people, supposed radicals? urging the government to lock us down even more even more fanatically than they currently that they currently do there was a there was a very funny actually not funny but very on point instagram post by brennan o'neill today he said something like well the schools are closed uh, we're not allowed to go out to to drink or whatever what exactly do they mean when they say they want an even stricter lockdown so are we going to find ourselves in a situation you think where our ideas are going to be even more out of the pale and we're going to be even more the weird radicals that we anyway are or do you think there's going to be more people who this year 2020 has been the year where they thought wait a minute does the government really want my best or is the moral advice i get out there you know sacrifice go clap for the nhs does this really is this really a good guide for my life so how do you see how do you see the future in these terms so first of all, my proudest moment of 2020 was also <clears throat> was also the Leonard Peikoff event, and it's my proudest moment of my career. It was just a, a wonderful uh, evening, and uh, yeah. So you know, we were talking about how, as the Ayn Rand Center UK, we've done very well this year, and I think we'll do better next year. But will we be sort of already changing the culture? No, I think I think calls for lockdown will continue, will get stronger. I'm even more worried about the um, the main voices you hear in sort of the anti-lockdown movement, which is too often, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists, anti-vaxxers, people who, you know, go on these protests where, you know, they're all like squished together and they're not wearing a mask because somehow a mask, you know, is, is, uh, is proof that you've given it. So, uh, yeah, and, and people who think that COVID is a hoax. So, so this scares me. Like, if this is the if these are the two alternatives, then we're in big trouble. And yeah, what we should do is um, try to, you know, make well grow awareness that there is an alternative to to these two, uh, you know, false alternatives. Uh, and yeah, I, the the my most optimistic uh, projections for twenty twenty one is that we'll 
make a little bit more inroads um, on that path. But yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're still far away, unfortunately. Yeah, you mentioned both sides of the, of, of the bad people. Today, after probably, I don't know, eight, nine years, I unfollowed the zero heads. Because it used to be this breath of fresh air when it comes to economic news from the point of view of Austrian economics and this thing like that. Lately, I keep seeing things like that person who did the vaccine died. And then you read paragraphs and then it says, oh, by the way, that was an old person in a dementia clinic was anyway on, on, on his or her last moments, which is the exact same reason why last week I unfollowed Sky News because... And my timeline is, I think it's, I don't need any of these, uh, any of these, uh, of these people. Anyway. Okay. So here's how, here's how I see the future and what gave me the inspiration for this. So my big epiphany in 2020 regarding objectivism is that we really have a nuclear weapon in our arms. This philosophy is a nuclear weapon, is the best thing that anyone has to fight in the world out there. And you mentioned, yeah, maybe we haven't changed the minds of many people, but I do know that we've changed the mind of individuals. So I don't want, no, I want to change the world, but before you change the world, it's good, first of all, to change our own lives, to be better people, but also it's so good to see the community around the Ayn Rand Center UK, to see people who show up in our WhatsApp groups or in our events and say that this has brought value to their lives. So That's a good thing that we have a philosophy that can also address the craziness and the madness in politics, but can also address how people can live a fulfilling and good life amidst this chaos. Like, how is this a Kipling poem? If you can keep your mind when... Anyway, I don't want to, to butcher it, so I'll, I'll, just keep, I'll just keep going. So my biggest lesson, actually, though, did not come... My biggest inspiration did not come from objectivism. It came from reading about Stoicism, and it has nothing to do with the philosophy. Actually, the more I read about Stoicism, the least excited I became about Stoicism. But I understood two things. The first is that the Stoics talk a lot about the ancient philosophy. So, for example, in ancient Athens, and I realized that philosophical schools were something that has nothing to do with today's either the universities or the think tanks. It wasn't somewhere where you go and learn theories. You literally went there and learned, quote, how to live. Not in terms of someone would give you dictates, so they were not cults, but you have different philosophies that there's one thing they had in common is that they were all philosophies for life or philosophies of life. And reading this was such a huge epiphany. I was like, wow, we've completely lost this. What if there was a philosophy that can actually play this role? And wait, yes, there is, and it's objectivism. So that was my first big takeaway. The second was the success of Stoicism itself. So Stoicism is not a religion. It's not even a spiritual movement. And the good thing is that more and more people, particularly people in the tech world or in the Silicon Valley, so people who play a role in, where, in the direction of the world say, look, I want a philosophy that guides my life. Now, in my opinion, Stoicism is not that philosophy, although it has some good things. But this thirst of people, and we also saw that with Jordan Peterson, this thirst by people to say, look, I want whatever I've been hearing and all this noise is not the end of the story. There must be something that works for me, for my life. So for me, that's the most optimist thing going forward, that 
There are many people there craving for good ideas, craving for a philosophy for life and philosophy of life. And that's where I see objectivism playing a big role. So I could see, for example, uh, I could see the, the, the revival of these schools, for example, but in a different way. It would be something between the universities of today, of course, way cheaper and way more useful. And at the end of the day, you see that these institutions, what they produce is people who wait on Twitter for the government to tell them what to do with their life or what to do with the pandemic. I'm stereotyping, but more or less, that's what I see on social media. I see people telling, tell me what to do. Whereas there's, so that this creates the space for people understanding that, no, I need to take my life in my own hands. And that's where I see the potential for objectives, not only 21, but also in the future. What's your take on that? Yeah, uh, well, as you know, I definitely agree like with, with the idea that Jordan Peterson, <clears throat> even though uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of uh, much of what he says, uh, well, you know, because you've heard this from me many times that I think he's carved out our audience for us. It's people who, you know, who, who hear Peterson saying essentially life is suffering, but here's a few ways in which you can mitigate the suffering. And that's the most positive thing that they've ever heard in their life. So, you know, if, if we get those those people reading Ayn Rand or listening at least to, you know, to, to something we say and then reading Rand, then, uh, yeah, as you said, we've we've changed minds of individuals or helped them uh, change their own mind. And that's that's what it's all about. I mean, we're not, you know, well, you and I might disagree on this, but at no point do I want to see central London filled with thousands of objectivists protesting with signs, having like eight word rhyming slogans. That That's not the way. I mean, I don't think anybody anybody's mind gets changed because of that. Um, so, yeah, the, the goal is to get individuals and, you know, one of these individuals might be the next uh, Jerome Brook, the next Leonard Peikoff. We, we don't know, you know, and, and there are bright people out there. There are bright people out there who hold the wrong ideas, in some cases, not necessarily for the wrong reasons, because that's the best uh, they've come across. So, yeah, the, the battle is for the minds of individuals. Yeah, and this leads me to the next target that I have uh, for 2021, which is something that I started in 2020, specifically with the ARI Europe meetups, which is try to combine objectivism with self-development, which we, we know there are people who do this uh, professionally. For example, Jim Moroni is an example. But I think there's a lot of space there. So, for example, today, Zubi wrote a tweet, something like, growing a beard and lifting weights is going to change your life, which is kind of sweet and for a particular audience. And then I thought about it and said, imagine what objectivism can do if you add to all that stuff. So again, we see people like Zuby with a positive outlook towards life, creating a lot of enthusiasm and having a lot of people who follow them. So, but not, not so much. So previously we talked about stoicism as a whole philosophy. Now I'm talking about more specifically people who want to become a better version of themselves every day. And again, there are all these people who have paved the way for that. Zuby is an example. But because if we add to that the element of, yeah, but we can give you the whole, the whole package, basically, that's good. And also, this is a good opportunity to remind people that a new thing that the Anwan Center UK is going to do on 2021, however, for members, so this is for all our members, 
is we're going to run these sessions where we, every month or every two months, where we distill and go deep into the best and most, maybe not the, necessarily the best, but the most popular self-help books and self-development books. So we're going to try to understand what is good in them and what is not good in them from an objective point of view. And in a way, it will be the, uh, we read it so that you don't have to, because we're all busy people. Uh, many people say, I wish I could do more on that, but I haven't got the time. So this is something else that it's not really activism, but in a way, it's activism for your own life. It's something that uh, is, is going to make your life uh, better. Any, any comments on, uh, on something else that you think is a good opportunity for 2021? Well, I think what you just mentioned is uh, is important. And, and, you know, the Zuby tweet, I haven't seen it. Uh, I, I'm not sure I agree on the beard thing. I, I do agree <laughs> on the on the uh, weights thing, uh, at least in theory, if not fully in practice. But there, there's a reason there. And I'm not sure. Uh, well, I, I would think Zuby maybe doesn't understand the full reason why uh, lifting weights, you know, would would. Um, improve your life. I, I don't know if it changes your life completely, but yeah, you know, mind and body are connected and it's great that some people uh, encourage others to focus on improving their body or on improving their mind. But objectivism is where, where you go to understand why both are interconnected and you don't, you know, there, there's not, uh, there, there's no, there's maybe people for whom there's reason to focus on one or the other. I mean, there definitely are, but uh, yeah, it, it's not one or the other. It definitely has to be both. And, um, and yeah, that's what we're going to do. I think in that, uh, in those sessions where we discuss, you know, personal development ideas that have a lot of merit and, and often have errors and we're going to try to identify both. So. so that's another reason if you are not yet convinced or if you're on the fence, shall I join the and UK or not? The answer is definitely yes. And now you have more and more reasons. Now that, now that I think about it, the only thing we don't have is something regarding actual, like not only doing something for your mind, but also for your body. But it's difficult to do this from the, from the internet, but who knows, maybe one day it's going to be like this. this uh, although I think, that, isn't there one objectivist who wrote something about a, a workout and it's the book that you suggested, the guy who's doing the slow reps? Um, yeah, I think it's Doug McGuff. Eamon is the one who recommended it. I, I haven't read the book, but uh, oh, okay. yeah, it's called Body by Science. And, and yeah, that, that was, uh, from what I know, it, it was an objectivist who developed a system based on an objectivist bodybuilder, um, Mike Menser, who was, I think, in uh, Pumping Iron. So uh, yeah, okay. uh, actually listening to Mike Menser is, is very interesting. There's some talks by him online. I, I recommend. So probably we're not going to bring you this in 2021, but except from that, uh, there's plenty of stuff happening for with Ironrod Center UK. So I'm really looking forward to, to that year. And again, I see 2020 as the year where more and more people went deeper into, let's say, this never-ending loop of uh, despair, stress, uh, waiting on Sky News or in waiting for the politicians to tell them exactly, you know, what are the numbers of the day? What what are you allowed to do? But at the same time, there were so many people who did the exact opposite, who said, look, I realize that it's time to take my life in my own hands. 
And that's why, that's what I think is the biggest opportunity for objectivist activists on 2021. Address these people. And because we're in a way, we're in the same, in the same journey. We, we use the philosophy, first of all, to make our lives better. And that's something that I'm really excited about. Okay. Anyway, so we don't uh, tap ourselves on the back. So I'm not going to say, you know, good work on 2020. I've said this many times. Uh, it's good. Uh, we're probably going to do it tomorrow anyway in the last... Uh... Oh, by the way, tell us something about tomorrow's daily objective. So tomorrow we'll have all four co-hosts. That's you, Rucka, Mark Pellegrino, Jonathan Honig, in a special end-of-year uh, Ask Me Anything. And what else is... Uh... <laughs> There was... Ask me anything and some uh, rambling and random thoughts about the past, the future, whatever. We'll see. Yeah, and we'll it'll, see. Be, it'll be a longer episode than, than usual. This is a slightly shorter episode than usual, so it might be double uh, the length of this one. And we are back on um, New Year's Day as well. Yes, we are here every weekday, so Christmas, Christmas Eve, doesn't matter. Uh, we're here. So, yeah, there's... I'm going to be a good Greek Orthodox, and I'm going to take New Year off. Well, uh, Jonathan and Rucka are going to be good Jewish atheists and uh, it's come to work. Okay. Right. So, people, in, 40, in 38 minutes, again, stick to... Oh, actually, don't stick to the channel. I think there's a separate link. So, go to our YouTube channel. You will see the link for the discussion with James and Harry Binswanger. So, we have two people who... By the way, this is a big picture for Iron Run Center UK. We're going to bring you and we're going to keep bringing you people who are really, who have really good knowledge of objects. So there are two levels. It's the level of us, the students, who give our personal point of view, our commentary on current affairs. But also we have the level of the teachers of objectives that we bring in to help us understand the difficult and deep issues. So as part of this, again, in 38 minutes, James Valiant and Harry Binswanger are going to discuss all the controversy around the real or alleged use of Ayn Rand around the issue of homosexuality. So 7 p.m. UK time, Ayn Rand Center UK YouTube channel. The link is already there. You can find it. Uh, I'm going to be sharing. Okay. So from myself, from the boss, all the best. Not from myself, the boss, from myself and the boss, a.k.a. Razi, all the best and see you soon. Thanks. See you soon. Bye-bye.